Welcome to Election Profit Makers, your guide to winning and losing money on current events. My name's David. I'm one of the hosts. I'm here with Starly. Hi, Starly. Hi. And also John. Hi, John. Hey, David. Hey, Starly. You're going to say hello to our listeners? <laughs> oh, hey, listeners out there, there in podcast go. land. Hope you guys are doing all right. There we go. That's the spirit. This beautiful Sunday afternoon of the Masters. Is today the Masters tournament, the golf contest to end all golf contests? Yeah, it's the end. So bring us up to date. What's going on on the Masters, John? Is this another sports episode? Yeah. Sit back, relax. Crack open a cold one and get ready for EPM Sports Talk 420. Your home for the latest in sports news, analysis, points, scores, updates, and gossip. Great. John? Yeah, I'm trying to go to masters.com. It's not loading for me. For the best, really. What's going on in praise music today? (laughs) (laughs) Your home for praise music analysis. (laughs) Yeah, I listened to some great praise music earlier today. I can't remember the name of it, but I think I sent you guys a... uh, YouTube of what it was. I thought that was a conspiracy theory video. I didn't click on it. Yeah. <laughs> it was like suffer or party or no, graves in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> that song rocks. And it's a live version. Have you heard the non-live? I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. But the live version's really good. Sorry, I didn't mean to get... I asked you. I asked. Okay. The only way I could stop the golf top was to block it (laughs) with your other favorite Sunday activity. That was smart. Yeah. Starley was like, I must break this pattern. I've learned your habits. John's like, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm going to turn on the praise music, kick back, watch some golf. Yeah, read about infrastructure. It was the holy trilogy, if you will. Mm. No, that's not right. Say Trinity. Yeah, yeah. The holy trilogy. (laughs) Oh, my mom will not be happy that I said that. Your praise music will not be happy. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost is what we say in the Methodist Church. David, I don't know, in the Episcopalian Church where you were brought up, do they say Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, ye creatures here below. Praise Him on high, ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Holy Ghost. Amen. That sounds better than turn graves into... Gravity or... You you can't step to the doxology. There's never been a contemporary praise song that could hold a candle to that old chestnut, the doxology. No, that's definitely true. You're right. You stand around the table and hold hands before Christmas dinner and sing the doxology. What about the live version? (laughs) The live version of the doxology? I think they're all live. Mm. Jesus, we think you are terrific. Abundance beyond imagination. And the Holy Ghost will rock these waves. We praise you We must elevate (laughs) and we must thrive. John, there was a big sports announcement that came out since last week's episode, and I know you wanted to discuss it, so bring us up to speed. Well, the head basketball coach at the University of North Carolina, the new one, was announced, and it was not exactly a surprise. It was one of the ones that uh, we believed was a finalist, and it was Hubert Davis. That was really exciting, but I, I actually got an inside scoop just minutes after Hubert was offered the job, and um, I will say that it did not come from 
you and I have a mutual friend who works in the basketball office. We do. It did not come from him. This is a second source. This is a second source of intel. Yes. Alex Jones. Folks, we're hearing, I got big news out of Chapel Hill. Hubert Davis, tool of the globalist elite, has been hired as the replacement for Roy Williams. Now, ladies and gentlemen, when I think about my family, <laughs> watching a team coached by that globalist Hubert Davis, I don't know what to do. I'll eat your brains. I'm going to eat all your brains. Was that the intel? What if Alex Jones was uh, breaking the news of Hubert Davis being hired as the head coach at UNC men's basketball? That was that bit. Yeah, that was good. I'll eat your children. John, how did you get the information about Hubert Davis? It was communicated to me through my dad. I was driving along in my car with my daughter, and I saw that my dad had left a voicemail, and I thought that could be an emergency or something, and I listened to it, and he was sort of saying it in this whispery way, like, Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, uh, I just got word that um, Hubert was offered the job officially at 2 o'clock, and I looked at the clock, and it was like 2.06, and I went, hmm, I don't know what to believe or not. So I called him back, and he said, I can't tell you any more than that. That's uh, the only details I have. Do you see anything else out there, like on Twitter, or message boards, anything else to confirm it? And I'm like, no, there's nothing out there. Hmm. which is kind of scary when you get some tidbit and there's nothing backing it up. Q finds that exhilarating. But I trust my dad, and I trust his sources. And I said, you know what? I'm going to break this news. Woo! And I know if I'm wrong that the EPM nation will probably forgive me. Uh-huh. I hope that they will. And I just said, this is what I'm hearing. Hubert Davis has been asked to be the next coach. And within about 45 minutes, an announcement came through the News and Observer saying that the board of trustees at UNC was holding an emergency meeting. Because of your tweet? (laughs) No, not because of my tweet, just because it was starting to come out. The official thing from UNC didn't come out for another hour and a half, and the News and Observer broke it about an hour later. So this is history, John. You were the first person to break the news. I was, and so it was about eight, nine hours later, I said, you know what, I'm going to go back and, and just, for the record, see, look at the chronology on Twitter, which was not easy because at that point, Hubert Davis's name had been mentioned like a million times. So I was just scrolling, 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 and there was nothing. There was nothing before me, and there wasn't anything after me for another good 40, 50 minutes. That's incredible. You stood athwart history yelling Hubert. But not many people follow me for Carolina basketball, so I can't say that it went viral or anything. But if if you want to go back and check the tape, it's there. You are all cordially invited to witness John's role in this narrative. I crushed it. I am absolutely first to break this news in terms of Twitter, and in terms of Inside Carolina, uh, which is the main big-time message board. Lifetime ban. Kid Midas, lifetime ban from Inside Carolina. (laughs) A ban entering its 14th year at this point, I think, but that's okay. Sometimes we make these sacrifices on behalf of humorless didacticism. For posting as the Cato Institute, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
I love that. I can't believe your dad left that message on an unsecured phone line. Yeah. Oh, it's secured. My car's got— um, Your car doesn't even have a clock. That's why it's secured. No eyes. Oh, you're right. They watch for the clock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't your dad break it? He didn't want the glory? No, he didn't want the glory. He, do- he doesn't have a, a Twitter. I think maybe he does, but, you know, parents, they don't know their cell phone number. You're like, what's your cell phone number? They're like, I don't know. I don't call myself. Do you know your cell phone number? Yeah, I know my cell phone You don't know your cell phone number? I do. It's a very unusual cell phone number. Because remember when I got a cell phone and you told me how important it was to have a good number and that you could call up the um, service provider and try to get a new number yeah. when you activated your phone? And I was on the phone forever because the numbers they were throwing at me were hot garbage. The numbers were like 84531 Seven nine five six. It just felt like getting stabbed in the ears. There's all these <laughs> angular numbers and odd numbers. I was like, I need something a little smoother, something a little. Let's, let's sand the edges off these numbers. Let's give me a nice smooth number that goes down easy. It just rolls off the fingertips as you enter it into your keypad. So I took the time, and and the woman and I went through about five or six numbers until she until she listed a number, and I was like, you know what? I think that'll do. That'll work. I'll take that number, please. And I got that number. 845, Hudson Valley area code. Always repping the Hudson Valley. And John's in North Carolina. Yeah, 919. Mine, Chicago. So we all have numbers that are related to our, our area codes all kind of connect us to our past. It's a nice thing about area codes. Mm-hmm. Except for John's past is his present. Yeah, that's true. John is stuck in time. Stuck in that 919 gateway portal. Is that the only area code you've ever had, John? Oh, no. No. When John was rolling around Manhattan with Susan Orlean. <laughs> you want to hear all my area codes? Yes. Phone number time at long last. <laughs> only took two years of doing this damn podcast to get into John's phone numbers. All right. Here we go. I started out in the 919. That's where I was born. Then in college, I went to the 336, which is now the 910. Then I went to the 704. Then I briefly went back to the 919. And then I hit crazy the 212. I also had a 917 over there is for myself. That's New York City kids, the big apple. Then I came back, another 919. In the words of Led Zeppelin, bring it on home. Then another 336. Woo! Out of left field with a 336. Where was that? Winston-Salem? Yeah, it was. Oh my goodness gracious. And then back to the 919. Home again, home again at the 919. When John releases his album of praise music about telephone area codes, it is going to sell 40 million copies in two weeks. We bless you, 919. Numbers of the heartland. We praise you, 336, you'll do in a pinch. (laughs) But we can't wait to come on home to heavenly 919. 212, the number of Gomorrah and Sodom. We'd much rather hit bottom with the 919. We are home again. We praise these numbers, holy digits. 919, <laughs> we honor you. We praise you. It pleaseth the Lord to dial my telephone number because it's 919. It's kind of up tempo praise music. Something about the ringtones as like bells. Oh, yeah. The bells are ringing. The phones are chiming. This beautiful song is always rhyming with the 919. It's a heavenly time to dial that 919. 336, 
You can suck a bag of dicks. Winston-Salem's got no place right now. You see, you don't want an area code like a 336. You want an area code that has a one in the middle or an O in the middle. Those are the ones that are good. Just because that's how it started out. And if you want to know the first area code, it was it was in New Jersey. It was the 201 area code. That was the very first one. You had it on a rotary dial, so 201 was pretty easy to do. You could do real quick. You know, 919 took some time. Uh, you could use that rhyme, I guess. It used to take us like 35 minutes to call each other back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Because we were we were 919-929. Yeah. Yeah, it took forever. I had five nines in my telephone number at my parents' house. Oh, man. And on a rotary phone, it's like, you better really want to call David, and you better hydrate before you start dialing that dial. So 773, which is my area code on my cell phone, is Ooh, bad. That's not, that's nothing to be proud of. Yeah, I mean, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> and it just, it just doesn't look great. You got to have that one and the zero uh, you, in the you middle. You know what? You're right. I would never pay for someone to paint me a 773 area code. It just doesn't have that symmetry. It doesn't have that symmetry. It's lumpy. Yeah. It's front heavy. It feels like it's going to tip over. Yep. I mean, if someone's calling me from that number, I'm not answering that. That's some computer that's saying your car warranty has uh, run out or whatever. Hello, I'm calling you from my adult telephone to ask about your car warranty. I'm sitting at my mahogany desk. My secretary dialed your telephone number for me. My weekend media diet was Friday night, a rewatching of Mulholland Drive. All day Saturday, watching the QAnon documentary. It was the Spring Fling Feel Good Festival of Film. I watched, I'm on episode two, but already in the first episode, I learned something that I didn't know, which is that Q is a person. <laughs> I never looked at the beginning of what QAnon was, so I always thought QAnon was just the movement. Really? Oh, right, no. Yeah, I didn't know it was— Q is a character who has been played by multiple people over the past few years. Well, you're already have ruining things past episode two. No, that's in episode two. I promise it isn't. That's like saying the Titanic sunk. You, It's okay to know that. I, Wait a minute, you knew the Titanic sunk. <laughs> I don't know, if Q say it sunk? Because if Q hasn't signed off on that, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I thought it was just an organic conspiracy theory movement. So it would be, for you, it'd be like if someone was like, well, yeah, you know, Tea Party. Yeah, the Tea Party. No, Tea Party. The guy who was saying all the stuff that started the Tea Party. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize it was a person typing secret messages. Yeah. So he had I did Q not clearance. know that. This person has Q security clearance. He's in the highest levels of government. Yeah, it's very exciting. What are some special numbers for Q? Uh, well— 17, 17. 17, yeah, because it's the 17th, 17th yep. letter. Well, I got to tell you that Hubert Davis, oh Hubert Ira Please. Davis— it's 15 letters, but it's 17 characters because you have to put those spaces in there. I'm not sure that's how numerology works. I might need to do some more work on it. But it, I'll tell you, it'll work for Q. The more you can wedge it in, the more it is Q. Oh, absolutely. Okay, I made it work. Let's hear it. It's Hubert, Ira, Davis, Jr., and that's 17. But you got to include that period in Jr. Okay, deal. Uh. Joe Manchin, dear listeners, you'll remember that this this podcast is a Joe Manchin hype house. We sit around a pool all day creating viral TikTok dances about Joe Manchin and how he's playing six-dimensional chess and how all his 
huffing and puffing and blustering about the sacred obligation of upholding the filibuster and the sacred obligation of reaching out to Republicans just means that he is actually secretly preparing to stab a knife into Mitch McConnell's back as he reveals himself to be the most red rose Antifa senator of all time. Right. You joke about this, but you you did defend him. I, yeah, I defended him. I said, maybe this guy is playing a long game. Mm-hmm. Well, this week, it seems the game he's playing might not be as long or as have as many dimensions as we thought, as I thought. Mm-hmm. So we have Joe Manchin, Democratic senator from West Virginia, and we should always remember and we should carry to our graves that none of this would matter if Cal Cunningham had won the Senate race in North Carolina or if Sarah Gideon had won the Senate race in Maine. We wouldn't have to sit around genuflecting in our hype house about Joe Manchin making up these fucking TikTok dances about him. Just about busting my hip trying to make all these Joe Manchin dances. The filibuster buster, that went over like a lead balloon. I thought that was going to be a good dance. Two things happened this week with Joe Manchin. One, he published this Washington Post article, Washington Post editorial, Basically saying, I will never, (laughs) it's like, I've got David Lynch on the mind, but he made this crazy movie called Inland Empire and he shot it entirely digitally. And then there's this interview where someone says, wow, you really shot that whole movie digitally. Are you ever going back to film? And David Lynch says, never going back to film, never, ever going back to film. That's kind of the tone of just this Joe Manchin, Washington Post editorial. Never reform the filibuster. Never, ever reform the filibuster. Not even talking filibuster. We cannot compare Joe Manchin to David Lynch. Joe Manchin is the David Lynch of West Virginia, Starley. You know that's right. Haven't you ever watched Joe Manchin's daily weather reports or Joe Manchin does his lucky number of the day? They have similar hair. They do. Yeah. The people of West Virginia don't want to reform the filibuster. (laughs) We have to reach out to our Republican colleagues across the aisle. He said, there's no circumstance in which I will vote to eliminate or weaken the filibuster. The time has come to end these political games and to usher a new era of bipartisanship where we find common ground on the major policy debates facing our nation. Have a great day, everyone. (laughs) The other thing about Joe Joe Manchin this week, he's talking about the infrastructure bill. Remember when in our Hype House, we got really excited when Joe Manchin said, well, I'm for a big-ass infrastructure bill and I want to pay for it by raising the corporate tax rate and I want to get Republicans involved because I want to get a $4 trillion bill up in this piece. Now he says he doesn't want to use filibuster reform or, you know... Um, Reconciliation. Yeah. Listen to this quote he gave the Huffington Post. The only thing I would caution anybody and everybody about is that we had an insurrection on January 6th because of voting, right? And a lack of trust in voting... We should not at all attempt to do anything that would create more distrust and division. He's basically like, yeah, the terrorists won. Like, we're going to follow. <laughs> That's unreal. We're going to follow their demands because uh, we don't want more terror attacks. So we have to bend to this fucking fake lie that made all these people wig out. Joe Manchin, go watch the Q documentary. God damn, Joe Manchin. What I was thinking when I was reading his op-ed was, so another article that came out last week was about Katie Carrico. You read that? Mm-mm. The scientist who helped, whose um, work led to the vaccine. The least famous scientist in the world who did the most important thing in the oh, world. Oh, right. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So sh- this woman, Dr. Carrico, Katie Carrico, she kept going from lab to lab, you know, diligently doing her work, believing in this theory. 
you know, she had a passion for mRNA. And it says, so there was a doctor named Dr. Langer. He urged the head of the neurosurgery department in one of these places to give Dr. Carrigo's research a chance. Working with her, he realized that one key to real scientific understanding is to design experiments that always tell you something, even if it is something you don't want to hear. There's a tendency when scientists are looking at data to try to validate their own idea. The best scientists try to prove themselves wrong. Kate's genius with a willingness to accept failure and keep trying and her ability to answer questions people were not smart enough to ask. So she would listen to the test. She would listen to what the test taught her. What Joe Manchin doesn't do, he keeps saying that we're distracted by the filibuster and we got to actually get to work and and, and us fighting with the filibuster is keeping us from doing the real work. But he has this thesis, which is that the filibuster has to stay and that we have to listen to Republicans and that we're like shutting them out. He's so dogged about his thesis that he's not incorporating that not a single Republican voted for the relief bill. That like mm-hmm. that no that Repub- he's acting as though Republicans are willing to compromise when there's no evidence to suggest that Republicans are all willing to compromise. He's not basing it on anything that's happening. He's not basing it on how Republicans have shown how they act under Trump. He's not basing it on the current state of the country. He just has his position and he's wedging everything into it. That's not going to lead to any progress. When you put it up against someone like her, who also had like a thesis that she believed in strongly, but actually acknowledged what was happening, that led to actual progress. His data is weak. All I have to say is you just have to wait and see. We just have but to wait and see. But he won't wait and see. That's the thing is if he, he will. No, he, but he's not seeing. See. He's not seeing. Trust the plan. Oh, my Stars. God. <laughs> Trust the plan. Hubert Davis has been installed as the head coach at UNC. It's all going according to plan. Joe Manchin is acting like how we were all afraid Joe Biden was going to act. Yeah, that's true. That he would just be stuck in this fantasy of bipartisanship that doesn't exist anymore. Seems like Joe Biden has come around to reality. And Joe and Manchin did say in his op-ed, like, come on now, Republicans. I'm giving you some space here. You got to show up. He barely said it. There was one, there was half of a paragraph devoted to Republicans, you got to do your part. He's acting this is this whole thing that we're acting equally is just not the case. The one argument, the the idea that the other side would act poorly, because I know they will. Yes. And the fact that the Senate is designed in such a way that the future belongs with the Republican Party. It's just so much easier for them to win the Senate. It, you just know they're going to get it back. I agree that that's— his most convincing argument, but we have to do something. You, if we don't take the big swings while we have it, then what's the point? If they're gonna, if it's inevitable anyway, then all the more reason why we should make as much change now that we can before they take it back. John, you're the infra guy. What do you think about this infrastructure bill? What's going on with the infrastructure bill? Because this will be the next colossal vote. It's a big bill. I know it's it's not as big as it maybe once was at one point, but it's still two trillion dollars. You have six hundred twenty-one billion for transportation infrastructure and repairing bridges, you know, just like your standard, what everyone considers infrastructure, uh, rail service, public transit, stuff like that. Uh, there's over a hundred billion to replace lead pipes and make drinking water safer, a bunch of stuff for electric vehicle, uh, incentives. They got 213 billion to improve and build affordable housing I think, you know, once you're getting $100 billion for broadband, you know, the problem with the bill in a lot of the jokes you've seen on Twitter this week, you know, what is infrastructure at this point? 
and the Republicans are claiming that a lot of this isn't infrastructure. Uh, and because the bill will probably be passed in reconciliation, that's when you have the Senate parliamentarian get involved and has to make a decision on whether certain things count or not as being specific to the bill. One example of that is the PRO Act, which the Biden administration has in there to make it easier for workers to form unions and extend collective bargaining to independent contractors. The the Republicans are like, that's a a bone being thrown to unions. What does that have to do with infrastructure? Mm -hmm. And I think that's the type of thing that if it goes to reconciliation, the parliamentarian who did not side with us last time might uh, do the same. The parliamentarian who said they couldn't, they couldn't put the $15 minimum wage into the American Rescue Plan. I'm sure there are senators who don't want to come out and take a stand against the $15 minimum wage because of their voter base. And then when the parliamentarian says you can't include it in part of the reconciliation, they're like, oh, what a shame. I so wanted to vote for that huge minimum wage increase. It breaks my heart that the mean, nasty parliamentarian says I can't do it anymore. There are probably plenty of senators who are like, thank God Joe Manchin's out here saying he's not going to reform the filibuster because I don't want to reform that shit either. Mm, I don't know. You think he's just so tedious. He's he, <laughs> Even if you think he's helping you, even if you're relieved by some of the things he's saying, you, it's impossible to read that op-ed and not roll your eyes. But one, one of the other things, just to push back a little bit, in the bill, so there's a bunch of things that Biden has in there where he wants to cut incentives to— fossil fuel industry corporations. And that's the type of thing that environmental groups and progressives love and want in there. And Republicans obviously hate it because they say it's going to hurt revenue and it's going to hurt business and whatever. But Manchin, I mean, he's from a big coal-producing state. So? I mean— If that's why he's doing it, to protect his state so that they can continue to hurt the environment, if that's really the thinking, that's terrible. Yeah, it is horrible, but it makes sense. No, it doesn't. It makes sense. No, it doesn't. This is exactly what has to stop. This is what is so crazy to me. Like, they have to change. I'm sorry. Like, I just spent a year in a lockdown city. I just don't really feel like deferring to a rural state full of white people who want to hurt the environment right now. It doesn't make sense. I'm sick of it. Why does it have to always be like we're helping— keep something the way it is that is hurting people. But what would you have him do? I mean, those are his constituents. His constituents are in the coal industry. You can't expect him to just be like, sorry, guys, we're raping the planet. Find a new job. But you can't expect me to be like, oh, I guess we have to make sure to protect the people that are hurting the planet. That's the most important thing. The same people who are not, who are making it so people don't get minimum wage anywhere. He's not doing what David said. He is not doing this, like, long plan that is all about strategically helping helping while it's hurting. Like, he's just protecting a state whose interests hurt everybody. That's not fair. What's fair about that? We can't rally behind that. I'm not rallying behind it. It's just it's a democracy. They've got votes. I mean, I understand it's a democracy, but they have outsized power at the moment. But that's the Senate. We're never going to get, as much as I love Joe Manchin, we're never going to get Joe Manchin to agree to abolish the Senate. <laughs> we'll start with the talking filibuster. Let's get him to the talking filibuster before he's like, yeah, I think you're right. My constituents do have too much power and leverage, and we're going to uh, give up our seats. But I do start to feel crazy when it gets into something as easy for us to get on the same page about as the environment. 
Like, it's not even complicated. Would it make you feel better to know that the Republicans are just as upset about this bill? Yes. And are furious at how much money is going to be spent on rail service and how much money is going to go to affordable housing. And they think it's insane that all that's going to happen. That's because they're bad people, though. There's just no way to make a bill that isn't going to be extremely problematic in certain places. And I don't celebrate any of the bills. I'm frustrated with all of the bills. Starley, come by the hype house, man. It's just me and 40 teenagers. We just, we're making SpawnCon for Joe Manchin. We order our groceries from Erewhon, which is this cool grocery store in, in LA. I don't have any love for LA either, the thing. This oh, is, so. whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I don't think we should have more. I don't think the people in LA are better than people in West Virginia. I just think that things have to change and we have to like look out for everybody. Well, I don't know if this is a good segue to segue into whether things change or not in rural America. This week we had the Amazon vote for a union in Bessemer, Alabama. Failed. Yeah, failed big time, which was not a surprise to me because Southern states, they love that right-to-work mentality. And also they were making good money relative to their local economy. Amazon put the fear in them like, oh, your wages might go down if you get collective bargaining power. They're making 15 bucks an hour. And also maybe Amazon did some illegal stuff, which I think the, the NLRB is looking into. Yeah, there's some legal stuff that's going to play out. Let me ask you a question. Who's higher on your shit list, Joe Manchin or Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos. Yeah, me too. Um, I'm not crazy. Bezos, yeah. Bezos is higher on my list. But I like that Bezos is funding that uh, long now 10,000-year-old clock. Mm, you know how I feel about clocks. <laughs> John's like, maybe I can get that in my car. <laughs> These guys in their dumb fucking— Meanwhile, we got Elon Musk bragging about how he figured out how to get cars to drive in tunnels. <laughs> Do you see this new video for the, of the, the Las Vegas? Yeah. Talking about Starly yeah. scientists, this woman who's out here for decades grinding away on mRNA. She's never had a single tweet go viral. No one knows her name. Elon Musk blown up Twitter like, hey, look at this, man. It's a fluorescent tunnel and cars can drive through it. Did I just blow your mind? Also, we're going to create Jurassic Park and live on Mars. This fucking, oh, Elon, you made a tunnel. The cars can actually drive underground. We praise your vision, almighty Elon. How did you get a car to go in a tunnel? You're blowing our minds. <laughs> it's never been done before. We praise you. You blew our minds. I'd listen to that, yeah. John, talk to us about Helicopter Tony on Mars. A lot of, lot of space news. Yeah, man. The world's moving into the future. The new rover that landed on Mars, the Perseverance, brought along a little friend, which is a little tiny micro helicopter. And they brought it out this weekend, and they were going to try to fly it, but they had some problems with the rotors. That's okay, they sometimes, you know, they have little issues. They're doing some testing, and I think they're going to try to fly it um, on Wednesday, the 14th. I think they're going to try to fly it like 10 feet. But the cool thing about it, speaking of 10 feet, is it actually has a piece of the Wright Brothers flyer, the original flyer that flew at Kill Devil Hill, North Carolina in 1903. They actually have a little piece of fabric from it that's attached inside this little helicopter, which is kind of cool. I don't like it. 
I don't like it. I'm a fan of the Wright Brothers. I had that David McCullough biography of the Wright Brothers. I learned a lot of amazing things about the Wright Brothers. But to reappropriate, to actually vandalize <laughs> that airplane, to put a piece of it on a fucking helicopter on Mars for, for pro-Mars exploration propaganda, unacceptable. All right. I got to tell you, I'm a little nervous in looking that it's happening on April 14th. I actually know some significant things happened on April 14th because it's right around my daughter's birthday. You know, Abraham Lincoln was assassinated on April 14th. And on April 14th was the day that the Titanic hit the iceberg. So I'm a little nervous historically about trying to fly the, the helicopter on that date. I don't know if anyone else has made that connection. I think I might be the first. That's another scoop. Follow at John Kimball on Twitter.com. No H for more amazing scoops. Interesting fact about the Wright brothers. Did you know that after they had their first attempt at flying a plane, you know, the wings were made out of cloth, that they left the wings with the local population on that island in North Carolina and the women all made dresses out of the wings because they needed fabric and it was free canvas left by the Wright brothers. What kind of dresses? I don't know, dresses. Like what kind though? Just like boring farm farm dresses. Mm. Matt Gates, Republican in Florida, in hot water, best friend, Pensacola tax assessor, probably being flipped by the feds. Going to roll up Matt Gates in this controversy. His price unpredicted is... Unbelievable. John, why won't this market budge? The news just keeps getting worse and worse for old Matt Gates. I mean, it's not budging simply because... There's not much time left for it to happen. Uh, and I'm with you. I keep buying, David. Every time he goes down to 14 cents, 13 cents, I'm buying. And I think my average is like 19 or 18 cents at this point. I'm down 20 bucks. And I've got 80 bucks invested at this point. I'm thinking that I have to like sell on one of these bumps. Next time there's bad news for him. If he jumps up into the mid-20s or something, I'm going to sell and get out. All right, what about this though? Will Matt Gates sit on the House Judiciary Committee on September 1st? Surely I can bet no on that. Surely he will not still be on the House Committee. What is that trading at? Like 20 cents? 29, yes. I'd buy that. You know what one, one problem with predicted these days is there's so little volume. It's kind of hard to flip shares. It sort of feels like you, you're buying a price and then you're just kind of locked in. The waves are not as fulsome as they once were. And now it's a much more staid activity. There's less churn. There's less volume. These are investments where you have to wait a long time for them to pay off. May 1st, I hope May 1st takes a two years to get here because I need a lot of time for Matt Gates and <laughs> Andrew Cuomo to both resign in the next two weeks. Come on, fellas. Go out together, Thelma and Louise. Drive off the cliff together, holding hands. <laughs> Andrew Cuomo and Matt Gates. It would be so, it'd be so astonishing and surprising if they did that. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd be crushed. I'd lose money on Cuomo, but I'd make so much money on Gates. I'd make three hundred bucks on Gates. I get so many emails now from Matt Gates. Listen to this. They are coming for me as the subject line. Dear Patriot, a brand new smear campaign has been launched against me, but I am fighting back to expose the truth. 
The far-left New York Times has been publishing salacious allegations against me in an attempt to end my career fighting for the forgotten men and women of this country. But the truth is the mainstream media is publishing lies to try to take me down while covering up real scandals like Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine and Governor Cuomo's assault against seniors in nursing homes. It's a shame that the left tries to drag my dating life into their political attacks. But it's no surprise when your ideas suck, you have to stoop this low. It's like, I'm really sensing the author's voice in this text. This is interesting. <laughs> when the left cheers and spreads these lies, I'm going to need our support to fight back. I've always had a target on my back for being an American first conservative and for draining the swamp. These lies against me come as no surprise after I decided to take on the most powerful institutions in the Beltway, the establishment, the FBI, the Biden Justice Department, the Cheney political dynasty, even the Justice Department under Trump. I won't back down. <laughs> he took on so many enemies, I have to say. That enemies list is extremely powerful. Yeah. I won't back down and roll over like the Republicans have for decades. I will stay and fight the establishment, but I need your help. I'm fighting against some of the most powerful institutions in the world that are bankrolled by globalist billionaires. I need every patriot to stand with me. Can I count on your support? Click here to fight back against the fake news. Thank you for standing with me, Matt Gates. How much should I should I give him? How much should I donate? $17. And make sure to uncheck those boxes. So I go, right, the, re the recurring donation, I go to the Matt Gates page, mm -hmm. and um, I can donate anywhere from $25 to $5,800. And there are two yellow boxes on the page, which are both checked. <laughs> One says, make this a monthly recurring donation. And the other box says, show the strength of the silent majority. Help me prove to the establishment that I don't need PACs or special interest money. Only patriots like you donate an additional, it doubles that initial donation. So those really are there on the yeah, Matt Gates page? Yeah. I thought they were supposed to regulate that. No. No. No regulation. No regulation. I can't believe you guys go to these websites. What do you, your cookie history look like? Every site you go to must be giving you the craziest ads. I get ads. I get a lot of, yeah, I get cool products, you know. I mean, <laughs> all I have to say to you, John, is when you're out there in that post-apocalyptic wasteland wishing you had some clean water, don't come knocking on my bunker because I'm going to have so many water purification <laughs> systems up and running. I'm going to be the only man left alive who can still take a bath with all this nice water I'm going to have. Oh, poor Matt Gates even even included this statement from former President Donald Trump. He says, even President Trump is fighting back for me. Statement by Donald J. Trump. What an incredible statement. What an incredible statement of support from your quarter man. <laughs> I love that. The fucking seal on the seal on the stationery is bigger than the statement. Come on, Matt Gates. Is Matt Gates gonna have to resign just not May 1st? Like, is he out? Is this gonna get him? Is something gonna I, happen? Okay, so what happens? Is he resignation proof? No. Are we post-resignation so much that even Matt Gates is not going to resign? No, this guy's not well-liked. Uh, so it's it's very possible that he could resign. Yeah? Or he could be removed. He could be arrested. Which one's more likely? Fuck, marry, kill. <laughs> uh, I, him resigning is the most likely to me. I think if they're going to remove him, then he'll just resign to avoid having been removed. And then there's a possibility he survives, right? Or this was all fake news, as he would say, that it comes out that, you know, these charges are trumped up. I, I don't believe that's the case. Venmo faked these uh, receipts, these transactions. Matthew Lewis Gates, 17. 
Oh, are you doing more letter stuff? This is what he does now. The QAnon documentary does do a good job in the in the first couple episodes of explaining, like, it was probably fun to be part of QAnon. You do get to look for patterns and secret knowledge. You know, conspiracies are always fun. You get a little tingle because it's about people eating babies, which is the most exciting thing to think about if you have a certain mindset. You know, it's like, it seemed fun. Well, that's what it made me think. Why don't we offer something as fun to counter that? Because I agree. I understand how you get sucked into it because of the puzzles. People love puzzles. I mean, the thing about Q is, like, it's easier to make discoveries when everything's made up. There's that. Yeah. Yep. But can't the Democrats come up with some sort of game? But they would. I mean, Republicans would say that's what critical race theory is. That's what intersectionality is. That's what ACAB is. Not fun. That's not puzzles. You're talking about the actual, like, the, the, the stuff where, you're, where you get to, like, look at a photograph and realize that everyone who— <laughs> There's one where, where, where everyone in the photo has a thumbs up around Donald Trump, and if you trace the points of their thumb tips, it makes a cue. It's the best. You want that real fun stuff, right? Not just the theory, but, like, yeah. the— I want the I want the getting to pour over arts and crafts stuff. Yeah, right. if if it's all about that, if it's all about giving people purpose and making them feel like they play a part and and engaging their minds, we should be able to come up with the equivalent of that that is based on real things. You're saying Joe Biden needs to drop a activity book on the American public. Yeah, word search. Yes, jumbles. Yeah, crypto quotes, mazes, cryptic crosswords. Hidden objects in pictures. Mm-hmm. The Joe Biden mental stimulus package activity book coming everywhere this summer. Yep. That will do it. Election Profit Makers is a Radio Point production with executive producers Alex Bokrich, Corson, and Daniel Powell. Support us, please, on Patreon at patreon.com slash electionprofitmakers. You'll have access to the Discord. We have many, many discussions ongoing in our Discord topics. Skylines, effects pedals, pets, food and drink, predicted intel, general news. It's a lot of fun. Send your election prediction questions or concerns to contact at electionprofitmakers.com. I'm going to get letters from about West Virginia. If you want to try predict it, if you want to join me in putting it all on Matt Gates leaving in the next two weeks, Go to predictit.org slash promo slash EPM20 to receive up to $20 in matching funds. As always, we encourage you to rate and review us on the internet. Oh, I also want to say we've just gotten a lot of just random emails recently expressing support and talking about life post-pandemic, and we appreciate that too. Yeah. We don't always reply, but we do always consume your emails with interest. We also like you also we also thank you thank you so much for reviewing. You guys left reviews. Thank you. We see those reviews. No. You didn't see them? You you have to look, John. No. We told we gave them an we gave them a directive, an assignment. I've been doing Q stuff. <laughs> but they did it. Okay, I'll check it out. I've seen them, I've read them, thank you. Thank you to those of you who have rated and reviewed. And know that we do eventually. Eventually we count up the letters in every single review and we run them through our algorithms and then we read your secret real review that you have hidden in the fake review. And so we appreciate these secret messages that you're sending us. (laughs) Yeah, and also my Instagram is going up, up, up. My Joe Manchin Hype House TikTok, up, up, up. 400,000 subscribers. The invitations to the Joe Manchin Hype House are open to all Los Angeles influencers. Meet me by the pool as we debate our troubled future. 
We have no choice but to stand a legend, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. <laughs> I'm David. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, Starly. Bye. Goodbye, John. Bye. And goodbye. What do you think is Joe Manchin's favorite movie? Uh, it's the um, the one about the guy who leaves through the toilet. The Fairfax Convention. Shawshank. Shawshank Redemption. Fairfax. Fairfax <laughs> Convention. <laughs> <laughs> What's his favorite board game? Monopoly, obviously. He's a, he's a blood-sucking capitalist. What's his favorite sneaker? He probably wears New Balance, just all white New Balance sneakers. It's hard to see him in sneakers. What's his favorite song? The Rose, Bette Midler. Okay. What do you think his favorite TV show is? Of all time? Yeah. Hunter. (laughs) Hunter. (laughs) Don't sleep on Hunter.